You're listening to Very Loose Women. I'm Good evening, listeners. You're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4. Over to Florrie. <laughs> or maybe you're listening on podcast. Hello to you all. My name is Florrie, and I'm very happy to be joined in the studio by my wonderful co-hosts, Soyla and Leo. And um, we've also got special guest Carla Williams from Ms. Mono Productions in the studio with us today. And Kadist in the studio, also doing social media. Hello to you. Hello. Okay. Uh, this evening, we'll be talking to Carla about her new show, Celibate. So now kicking off, it's time for our frustrations and celebrations of the week. I started driving this week. I really enjoy it. It's really fun. I got really into driving, even though I had to take loads and loads of lessons. That was definitely, I mean, it was necessary for me to pass my test, but I'm just, I imagine myself as someone who's better at driving than I am, but I, I do have my license now. What, your actual full yeah. drive? Wait, do you, did I, do you not know that about me? No. It took me ages. I was so happy I when I passed. I remember learning. Yeah, and then I stopped learning because I passed. But you have to wait a year after you pass your test before you can actually rent a car. Wait, what? Yeah, well, unless you buy one. But no, like, you, you, So you've passed your actual driving test? Yes, I, I have a driver's license. I don't know why this is... I'm 30. <laughs> I don't know why this is such a surprise to you. I don't know. I just never really thought that you were someone... Right. Oh my goodness. Lay it on. I said I would update you last week on the cat situation at Crofton Road. Hank, Ellie's cat, my girlfriend's cat, has started going missing for long bouts of time. And we've had to leave the cat flap open uh, because the flap has gone. So all of the cats in the neighborhood are coming in. And we started feeding Hank. They're all eating his food. He never gets to eat. And he just doesn't come back now. But throw in the mix, Percy. Percy just comes in terrorizes everyone and he has been eating hank's food alfie the one who sleeps next to my head when i'm feeling sad alfie chases him away sometimes i have a theory ellie's got a theory that percy is the one keeping hank away i'm sure you all enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) carla what's your frustration or celebration i would say it's a celebration and i finished the draft of celibate so i wrote the ninth draft this week Wow. And I really like it. I can't, I can't lie. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it. And I'm quite excited to share it as well. So that would be my celebration for this week. Awesome. Mm. That's why we're here in the studio. Exactly. I, I guess in between weather is a sort of semi-frustration. I mean, happy it's not freezing cold. Annoyed that I'm very sweaty in the I'm armpits. I'm so sweaty but... in the armpits. <laughs> Wait, seriously, what is that about? I thought it was because I'm on my period and I've been doing night shifts. I stink right now. Oh. It's really unpleasant. <laughs> it's nice in a, in a intimate radio studio. Yeah, I've got my like wife beater vest on. I, I, I actually don't like the name of that. No, it's uh-huh. very, it's very <laughs> offensive. I think it should change. Um, and we could just call it a vest. <laughs> <laughs> But it does have an air of like Raging Bull about it. It is something that he would wear. And he he is violent towards his wife in that film, in Raging Bull. I mean, I am not. (laughs) I also don't have a wife. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So many things, no. (laughs) Um, So um, today we're joined by Carla Williams, who is executive producer at Miss Mono Productions. And we'll be hearing all about her next project, TV comedy series called Celibate. So... 
Carla, could you tell us a little bit about your show? Sure. So um, it's a comedy series that I've written for TV. It's called Celibate, and it's about a woman who loves sex, meeting the guy of her dreams, but he's recently become a Christian and is celibate. So it kind of explores their relationship and if they can overcome this particularly large hurdle. Um, so it's, as I said, it's a TV series, and this is the pilot that I've written, but our plan is to shoot it and then release it online as a web series. Um, so it's kind of... Some people know it as a web series, some people know it as a TV series, but essentially it's a TV series. Hmm. That's really exciting. And um, so what inspired you to write the show? So the inspiration came from my own personal experience. So I was celibate um, and I was dating a guy for about six months who really loved sex. But the story of a guy who loved sex, I just think we see that all the time. And I didn't necessarily want to tell that story. Um, and I kind of wanted to look at female sexuality as well. Uh, and a woman who is very confident in her sexuality and isn't ashamed or embarrassed by it, which is why I decided to flip the genders and make the guy the one that's celibate and the girl the one that, that really loves sex. And I've, we found it's quite funny as well. Um, it might be funny if we did it the other way, but this way is proving to be quite comical. Oh, mm. brilliant. Um, and so... So you're talking about your own experience of celibacy. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to just elaborate a little bit about your experience? Yeah, sure. So my experience of celibacy, where to begin? So I would say it kind of began at church. So I was born and raised in the Black Pentecostal Church. Um, and kind of one of the first things they tell you is no sex before marriage. And it was something that for a very long time I just didn't really question. So I was really passionate about my faith and I was really passionate about God. So I kind of just went along with a lot of things that I was kind of told. So for a long time, it's just something that I just didn't do. And I didn't, I didn't really engage with sex at all. And then as I got older um, and opportunities to have sex began to present themselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in those situations, I realized I didn't actually want to have sex with the, 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 the guides in the situation. And so I think what I've learned about myself also is just for me personally, the thought of kind of having sex with someone I'm not in love with just doesn't really work for me. Um, so it started off, as I said, as a kind of church thing, but it's actually developed into a personal choice. And it's only recently that I've actually met someone that I really want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what is celibacy? So... So celibacy is defined as abstaining from, or in other words, not having sex, or and it also refers to marriage. Um, so it, usually it's for religious region, reasons, mm -hmm. but um, some people choose to be celibate for other reasons as well. Um, do you think celibacy is a taboo subject? I, I don't know. I guess you've had the most experience, Carla. Yeah, I would say... Yes, only because it's only recently am I being confident enough to talk about the fact that I'm celibate with people outside of my circle. So coming from the church, uh, there's still, I know quite a few people who are celibate and I've got other Christian friends who have also, who kind of get celibacy and understand the reasons behind it. Mm. So it's only in writing this project um, and realizing I'm gonna have to talk about it, am I getting more confident to share my experience with other people outside of and clearly I'm, I'm here on a radio station talking <laughs> about it so I do think it's slightly a taboo subject because it was something that I was a little bit embarrassed about up until about three months ago mm. Mm. I think even when we talk about sex socially we have those things where if someone says oh I've not had sex in a long time people are like oh my god well what are you doing or yeah. Yeah. you know it, it's definitely 
because we're so when I say sex orientated it's the social there's such a social pressure yeah have sex as soon as possible and then keep having it regularly and when um, I think also because you do have those religious connotations Mm. people and when you know people aren't as religious anymore and people might come across that and they're like oh my god well you know how do you cope with life Mm. and I think that is such a you know that it's so driven in um, that when you come, when people choose not to do so, it seems like it's a weird thing. Yeah. For ages, I thought it meant I couldn't have sex. Like nobody wanted to have sex with me. So it was kind ah. of embarrassing. Like, I guess the connotation between I felt that goes along with celibacy and especially as you start to get older. So it's fine when you're like 19, 20, mid 20s. So I'm 35. So the fact that I'm the age that I am now if there was as I said there was an embarrassment to it Mm. because it's a bit like what's wrong with you why does nobody like does nobody want to have sex with you like what is it there must be something wrong why you you haven't had sex and you're not having sex it's kind of the pressure that I felt which is like I said I didn't really talk about it outside of my um social circle Mm. Um, two things one I just got a text from my girlfriend Hank came home I feel I had to put that in Um, (laughs) uh, but the the other thing which is actually relevant to this conversation um, we did a show a few years ago called Sex Critical they were were in queer circles and queer circles there's a lot of you're meeting because you have the same sexuality and Mm. there's a sort of a pre-gone conclusion that you're meeting because you have the same sexuality so you want to have a lot of sex which Mm. is that's not the same thing and so it's a group of queers who meet up and they're like well we like being gay or queer but we just don't want to have lots of sex like we might have like anxiety issues around it or we just don't want it or it's Mm. not like something that we're looking for Mm -hmm. Um, and that for me was really important uh, to hear people saying this I um, identified as asexual for a while Um, it was like back in I don't know, early days of finding sex or sexual identities on the internet. So it was, uh, and I was compared with my peers quite late to sex. Uh, I wouldn't say I've ever been celibate, but it, there's definitely a similar thing to what you were talking about, Carla, of say, of just thinking, well, this isn't something that actually I want mm-hmm. innately. And I didn't feel that much pressure around me. Everyone was talking about it. I watched Sex in the City. I watched all of these like shows where sex was a focal point in the narrative. And I mm-hmm. love rom-coms and actually sex is a big deal in mm-hmm. rom-coms. Um, I think my attitude to sex has changed since, but initially it was an easy thing to, I wouldn't call it abstaining because that wasn't the initial desire, Mm -hmm. but it was like a quite a very obvious thing to me that I would do that. Mm. I actually found it quite easy for a very long time Mm. because also I, um, I guess kind of growing up in the church and they kind of encourage you to stay away from sex. Mm. So I didn't watch Sex in the City for years. I don't think I've ever really watched the full episode. Now it's more because I don't think I want to watch Sex in the City. They've dated really badly. Oh, okay. They're weirdly, like, at the time, maybe... I love it. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) They're, like, very offensive. Like, they use some, like, proper discriminatory vocabulary. Yeah, the films are, like, incredibly offensive in a lot of ways. Yeah, I saw the film. I saw one of them and I was a bit like, I'm not not sure about this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I didn't find it that hard. Because I I think also my sexuality didn't really develop until later in life as well. Like, a lot later. So for a long time, I was just kind of happy getting along, not having having sex. And it, it was fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was definitely the same. And mm. I didn't really ask myself that many questions about it. And I think actually part of that was the motivation for starting Very Loose Women because I started it with people who were having sex and they were talking to me about their sex life. And I think I was sort of as a listener to them, very curious mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. not with an interest of doing anything myself. I love these stories. I think they're mm-hmm. really great stories. I still think it's a taboo subject in the sense that, which is why Very Loose Women is called Very Loose Women, right? Because sex and relationships and talking about these kind of conversations that usually aren't aired, they are still taboo. I think in general, it still freaks people out just talking about relationships Mm. or any kind of intimacy. A lot of people still have a lot of problems kind of sharing those experiences. Mm. Well, like Um, when B was saying, you weren't on the episode, but when we were talking about sex positivity, she kept saying pleasure in in regards to sex. And Mm. I was like, I can't handle that word. (laughs) That word is making me break out. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I just wanted to ask, like, where do you think, like, the taboo comes from then? Maybe Um, it's the kind of so heavily kind of sex culture like um sex on advertising mm. like the over sexualization of children um you know this very um i suppose heteronormative kind of as a a male you kind of your 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 duty is to go out and to you know conquer sexually and mm. as a woman you have to look nice for for the right man to come and have sex with you and i i guess the taboo is that oh, suddenly someone doesn't want to have sex. Mm. That's weird. And it, so, it doesn't fit in all of the plot lines. Yeah. It like falls mm. foul of all of the stories. Like, like Disney, princesses, the whole thing. I was thing thinking Jennifer so, Aniston. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So is there a specific gendered element here, do you think? Do women and men get treated differently um, for being celibate, do you think? That I would, would be definitely response, say so. Yeah. I would I say so, yeah. That's something you've thought about a lot, Carla. Yeah, I would say yes. The roles. As taboo as it is for women, I think it's even more taboo for men. Mm. Um, and part of the reason I've kind of flipped the genders. So I, I kind of, I did it because this, as I think I've mentioned, the story of a guy who really loves sex has just been told time and time again. To me, it was really interesting to kind of explore a guy's journey and the choice, why he would make the choice to not have sex. Because the character has had lots of sex before um and it's kind of coming to faith that he realizes or he kind of feels quite strongly that maybe his approach to sex wasn't the healthiest so now because he was married and then he got divorced so after he was divorced he decided to just not have sex anymore because of his previous unhealthy approach and i just find that's really interesting to kind of explore that story from a male point of view mm-hmm. um rather than a female point of view but it just worked really well because i think it's more interesting to explore a woman and her sexuality than male sexuality yeah. so it flipping the genders kind of just worked really well for the story that i wanted to tell mm. and I, w- I was quite curious to ask like what your experience are of, of misconceptions and you know, what is the kind of like weird, almost awkward thing people have asked you about in terms of celibacy? Um, So I haven't had a lot of awkward questions just because I haven't really been talking about it. Um, But I remember being on a date with a guy once and I told him and he assumed that I I liked women because he was like, well, do you like guys or do you, you like women? And I was like, no, I like guys. And it was, I think it was just hard for him to conceive that I'd be attracted to men but not want to have sex with men. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's probably the oddest thing that's happened to me I would, mm. or the oddest response that I'd, I, I've had. Also a fundamental misunderstanding of, like, 
<laughs> being gay as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's becoming easier for women to talk and write about these kind of subjects and have like feminist movements contributed to this? I would say yes. Feminist movements have contributed to this. And also I think social media's maybe helped as well. Just because you can find communities and find your audience mm. easier than you could before which is why we're kind of going down the web series route to try and find an audience for this yeah is yeah. yeah i guess me too is kind of inspired by people sharing their experiences and speaking out yeah. and like these kind of things perhaps go hand in hand with the kind of stories i agree and i think yeah. more people because of social media have the opportunity to speak about their experiences in ways that we didn't really have before mm. which as you said is kind of evident with the whole with the me too situation Soido and would you consider celibacy in the future? In the case of your story, I don't know if it's a sex addiction behind it or something, but there it would make a lot of sense. Like, if you're an alcoholic, then you don't drink alcohol. Mm. Um, I'd like, I think in that case, yes, I would probably do that, but that's a very extreme example. Mm. I think um, as it stands, no, I have no plans to be celibate. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a relationship with, um, where we're already having sex, so I don't think she'd take that very well. <laughs> I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess myself as someone who isn't in a relationship, I'm not actively like, I need to be in a relationship. I'm definitely not someone who likes the, ooh, I've just met you, let's go back to mine. Mm. And, and I think that kind of thing, I like the, ooh, well, let's get to know each other. And I think sometimes now, especially with modern dating, mm. it can be a bit like, or, you know, you talk to someone for two weeks and then they kind of go off the radar because mm. you've not put out. Mm. And I think that's the thing I don't like about modern kind of sexual relationships. Mm. If you meet up, then you're definitely sleeping together. There's yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah, I don't mm. like celibacy being taboo and stuff. I think on the flip side, there's also a lot of like, um, I don't know the word, but like people who usually judge women for having sex as well. Mm. And so I don't think that's just, like, I don't think you guys mentioned that a lot here, um, that if a woman do have sex, then it's also taboo. And if mm. women yeah. don't have sex, it's also taboo. I think taboo. it's the yeah. same yeah. initial. <laughs> Too much yeah. taboo, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> like the thought process behind judging someone for being celibate or judging someone for not having sex or judging someone for having too much sex the bottom line is is none of your business um, yeah, but it's also about our control and regulations exactly, of women's sexuality yeah. primarily yeah. isn't mm. it like whichever way you spin it whatever you're doing you're doing it wrong and in the wrong way kind mm. of yeah. thing can we play around a bit with the definition of celibacy like are there other forms of celibacy so can um what about emotional celibacy or kind of the idea that you would distance yourself from others emotionally to protect yourself um or could it extend to having emotionless sex, for example? What do you think about that? I think the core definition is around sex. Because we were having a conversation before about abstinence versus sex. Mm. I don't know, maybe you could apply abstinence to those or... I don't know, I don't even think I could think of another word. I guess for me, celibacy and sex, it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I guess like I was quite interested by the fact that celib that celibacy can also mean an abstinence from marriage. So to me, that's not just about sex; that's about an abstinence from relationships, and that's mm. obviously something that like uh, that like religious leaders will be abstinent. Like they can't have relationships as well. But also, can you like lifelong celibacy? Yeah, lifelong like celibacy. But also, I guess some people oh, yeah. choose not to get into relationships because they're trying to look after themselves mm. and like learn how to love themselves and develop personally without like. Mm or perhaps they're not in an emotional place where they can commit and, you know, is that celibacy as well? I'm just quite interested. So they're with 
withholding or not getting into relationships and still having sex but not getting into no not having sex either so like just really focusing on themselves okay i guess so that could be a celibacy yeah could yeah. just, you're just you're still not having well you're still not having sex so maybe <laughs> yeah possibly carla could you tell us a bit about the other work that you do so what um is ms mono productions and um can you also tell us a bit about your work with actresses of color as well sure so ms mono productions was founded by myself um, and director rebecca coley about officially about a year ago but we've been working together now for about six years and our kind of remit is female-centered stories but also increasing the representation of women in film sets or on film sets and mm. in, in film crews essentially mm-hmm. um, and so so far we've created two projects so our first was a short film called Pretty Bitch which tells the story of a young girl and why she pours a kettle of boiling heads sorry a kettle of boiling water over the head of another girl so that's kind of the end and the main focus of the story is depicting what led up to this point so it's done really well so it's kind of um, been screened at festivals like all over the world nice. we're really proud of that it also picked up a best screenplay award which is great because i wrote it so that's yeah. fantastic <laughs> um and then we also did a music video last year for singer songwriter charlene monique so it's called you and it's got a real kind of positive self-love message behind it so we produced that um for charlene and that's also done really well so that's also picked up three awards at the jump music video awards 2017 wow. Um, so yeah, so then Celibate will be our next project. Amazing. So I'm also an ambassador for Actresses of Colour. So it was started by a lady called Tupele Darugba. I might have pronounced her surname wrong. I'm sorry, Tupele, for listening. Um, and she wants to increase the uh, representation of lead roles in TV and theatre that are for actresses that are non-white, essentially. So I think the goal is to get it up to about 25%. So she's kind of realised, as a lot of people have realised, that the majority of lead roles on the West End and in, on TV are gen- for females are generally played by white actresses. So she wants to address that. Um, and so at the moment, we're coming up with kind of a strategy, like um, a campaign-wide strategy of how we can improve that and the various ways that we can tackle that so as a screenwriter who writes generally a lot of strong black female roles it was it was a it was kind of a movement that i had to kind of get on board with yeah i i wanted to mention about your crowdfunder as well so yes so we're raising the money to um shoot celibate uh using a crowdfunder so it will launch on monday the 8th of october at 8 a.m and we need to raise thirty-five thousand pounds to make the pilot essentially so we're having some readings of the script throughout october and november because i just thought it'd be a really good opportunity for people to actually engage with the script so um yeah so you can come and hear a reading and then if you really really like what we're doing then you can go away and kind of donate some money to the What's your website? So our website is com. So all the information about the readings and the crowdfunder will be on there. Excellent. Thank you so much. No problem. So you have been listening to Very Release Women live on Resonance 104.4 FM. Or you may have been listening on podcast, which is acast.com slash women, or on Apple Podcast. Listen to our archive and don't forget to subscribe. Never miss an episode. This episode was produced by me, Flory, and co-produced by Sole and Leo. Audio engineering was done by John at Resonance. You can follow us on Twitter at VLW Radio, <laughs> and we're Very Loose Women on Instagram too, and Very Loose Women on Facebook. Thank you and good night, listeners. Bye.